First part of session 68, here we're going to talk about negative time space. Spooky. Let's begin. In session 67, we cover a lot what this psychic greeting is. That's the term they use in LNL research to call what Ra called psychic attack, which was the consistent annoyance of this negative entity in the Ra context as they did their, uh, their channeling and through the whole process of just being alive, just attacking them constantly. So now we're going to discuss what this negative time space is because something occurred that it's going to uh, put a lot of light into so many metaphysical concepts when we talk about death and evolution and the different densities of consciousness and so on. And so far we haven't discussed this time space, this negative time space. So. We're gonna to get to that. Let's begin with the first question. I have no introduction here. Um, there are some book commentaries. Uh, that's the only thing I would say. I don't read them. These book commentaries are part of book five. And is, as I have said, Carla and Jim always um, uh, prefacing the session that has any excluded questions and answers from the original books. You should be familiar with this format of the original books and then the raw contact. The raw contact, at least from Toby Wheelock's website, lowof1.info, has the commentary on top before starting the session. So you can go to lowof1.info. Guess what? Link in the description to go there. You can go check book five. Guess what? Link in the description if you want to download the book. And that's it. Uh, you can go check the book five commentary where Carla and Jim talked about whatever it was that was within the session. Those questions were excluded. So now we go into the first question that I have. It's actually the first question of the session because it's important where Don says, could you first please give me an indication of the instrument's condition? Ross said, this instrument's physical energies are depleted completely. The remainder is as previously stated. So let's inquire a little bit more into this. Don says in question two, with the physical energies depleted completely, should I continue with the session? I'm not sure exactly what that means. Ross says, we have available transferred energy, which is due to the service offered by two of this group, and therefore we are able to continue. Were it not for this transferred energy, the instrument whose will is strong, would have depleted its vital energies by willing the available resources. Thus, if there is no transfer of energy, and if the instrument seems depleted to the extent it now is, it is well to refrain from using the instrument. If there is energy transfer, this service may be accepted without damage to the distortion of normal vital energy. We may note that the physical energy has been exhausted, not due to the distortion toward pain, Although this is great at the space-time, but primarily due to the cumulative effects 
of continual experience of this distortion. So, so Carla's energy um, on the physical level, meaning on this physical body level, were depleted. She was as always very weak in body, in physical body, but she had extra vital energies, which is really what the raw contact used. Her physical energy was depleted, and of course, without the vital energies, as it seems, transferred energy from Don and Jim, Jim, I suppose, through sexual uh, transfer, as they usually did, and Don through his own uh, presence, just by being there for Carla, that is a lot of transferred energy. You ever felt that being hanging around certain people make you feel like you're more vital and you come home and you feel like all this energy that's transfer energy right there just like you know i wish more people talked about this instead of you know energy vampires the people that take away your energy uh, be careful toxic people which is just separating you from them you know uh, you can be around toxic people you see to to believe that you can't be around toxic people and all of this is just it's okay, I guess, for you to have discernment, so you, so you're not in automatic and you don't, you don't even know what's going on. But once you know, you can be around toxic people, and you know you just won't be compatible. That's it. You know they're not going to drain your energy. You're not going to give them anything. Maybe you, you're able to give them something because all you have as a positive being is the possibility of giving. And, you know, you decide what to receive or not, you know, so uh, I, I really don't understand this prevalence of, you know, uh, guard your energy, shield yourself against it's just more separative talk. So in any case, that is the transfer energy that I believe Don was able to give Carla so that she had vital energy. She had this will to live, basically, just like you can see, you know, I'll give you another example. You can see people who are uh, really old and their body is so, so damaged already. And yet they have this will to live and they, uh, they do more physical activities than me, you know, or a younger me, uh, physically active. I mean, they, they do a lot of stuff. That's because they have a lot of vital energy. They take it out from just breathing the air of the morning, just knowing that they're grandchildren are alive or whatever it is you know um that's vital energy so yeah carla had transfer energies which cumulatively uh, helped her to have the raw contact so i guess Rod just mentioned that as a warning of hey take care of your body you know uh whatever that meant you know for them and carla as i have spoken about before so that is the situation now. Did Ra say anything here else? Yeah, if she didn't have this, then they wouldn't be able to. Um, it's final by will and the available resources. Would have, uh, I don't get it. Were it not for this transfer energy, the instrument whose will is strong would have depleted its vital energies by willing the available resources. So if not for the vital transfer energies, 
or the transfer of vital energies, she would have depleted the vital energies by willing the available resources. I guess she would have depleted herself even more than that. Um, okay. Well, let's go to question three, where Don says, would you recommend a greater rest period between the end of this session and the next session? Would that help the instrument? Ross says, we might suggest, as always, that the supporter group watch the instrument with care and make the decision based upon observation. It is not within our capacity to specifically recommend a future decision. We would note that our previous recommendation of one working on alternate diurnal periods did not take into account the fragility of this instrument, and thus we would ask your forgiveness for this suggestion. At this nexus, our distortion is towards a flexible scheduling of workings, based upon, as we said, the support group's decisions concerning the instrument. We would again note that there is a fine line between the care of the instrument for continued use, which we find acceptable, and the proper understanding, if you will excuse this misnomer, of the entire group's need to work in service. So let me make a pause here. There's more to say uh, from Ra. One last paragraph. But we see Ra, the teacher here. Um, Don, as always, is asking on the edge of what Ra can respond. And that's why Ra uses words like, we suggest, we, um, we think, we might be of more help if we simply suggest. It's <laughs> um, because they're, they're getting close to the law of confusion or simply telling people what to do, which is nothing a positive entity would like to do. That's not positive at all. You see, uh, you have to respect people's free will to decide what they want to do because otherwise you're telling the creator what to do. And so you, you don't do that. So they suggest, of course, to watch the instrument with care and make the decision based upon that observation. See, they're just saying like, we can't tell you what to do, uh, but um, yeah, you know, you can... You can watch and make your decision based on what you see. That's basically what they're saying. It's not within our capacity to specifically recommend a future decision. That's already implicit. We would note that our previous recommendations. Now they, you see, you also see the uh, the teacher student here, Ra, when they say that. Uh, sorry that we recommended that you do it. You know, alternate diurnal periods because we didn't take into account the fragility of the instrument. This is Ra also saying, sorry for the pyramids. <laughs> we thought it would be helpful. Um, and sorry for the other experiments that we did, uh, which are simply of the nature of, for example, I was rereading, I think it was session eight, where Charlie Hickson was taken aboard a, a craft. And then there is, um, there was another one. I'm not sure if it was Charlie Hickson now, because I know, I think Charlie Hickson was approached by some serious entities. Not serious, but from serious, the star serious. <laughs> uh, silly things that my mind connects. Um, nothing serious. It's all a joke. It's all a game, not a joke, a game. Anyhow, uh, I know there was one experiment where the Confederation tried to bring people aboard a 
thought form uh, that's something that I would like to talk about now but I I will deviate from everything as I'm not as if I'm not deviating already from from the raw material but in any case there was a an experiment that the Confederation did taking people aboard uh, a thought form craft it wasn't a physical craft that came here and the physical body went in it's all very subtle if you see um, so yeah there was this experiment to see if they could you know, reacts in, in a certain way. And even there, the Confederation said, like, uh-uh, can't do this. <laughs> so the best way for us is to communicate telepathically. And that's what they did and continue to do with us telepathically. Us who are, of course, uh, asking for positive polarization. And, of course, those who are involved in the Confederation philosophy, we speak their language and their language here on Earth. We already... Everybody speaks their language by being a positive being, but you know, if you speak their language here on Earth, this um, scientific jargon, this metaphysical scientific jargon that they have given us, densities and uh, spiraling light and love light and mind-body-spirit complex, all of this, then yes, we are still in contact with them. And they telepathically aid us in our path through Catalyst. Anyhow, rant ended. Um, we would ask the forgiveness for this suggestion. You are forgiven, Ra. You are an amazing teacher. We thank you wholeheartedly. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. See? Okay, so Ra says, at this nexus, our distortion is towards a flexible scheduling of workings based upon, as we said, the support group's decision concerning the instrument. Yeah, now they're just saying, you know, uh, be flexible, <laughs> depending on your decision. So we work with whatever you think it's appropriate. We would again note that there is a fine line between the care of the instrument for continued use, which we find acceptable, and the proper understanding, if you will, excuse this misnomer, because understanding is not of this density, of the entire group's need to work in service. I mean, this is just saying, again and again, uh, you know, we're happy to work with you uh, as long as you believe it's okay to work with you, but don't take our suggestions to heart. It's basically what they're saying. Uh, you you be the judge, please. We're here, we're here to serve. Anyhow, last paragraph of this answer. Ra says, Thus, if the instrument's condition is truly marginal, by all means, let more rest occur between workings. However, if there is desire for the working and the instrument is at all able, in your careful opinion, <laughs> once again, it is, shall we say, a well-done action for this group to work. We cannot be more precise, for this contact is a function of your free will. So you see how they're dancing around this... Um, they're saying, <laughs> um, this contact is a function of your free will. So, if you think you're ready to work, oh, we're there. But if you're not, then you're not. You know, <laughs> they're going. It's a. This is the equivalent of Ra repeating themselves. When you um, when you have no no other words <laughs> to describe uh, what you have to say, and you keep using different words to say the same thing. Um, that's that's the equivalent. So, yeah. Uh, let her rest as long as you think it's possible because you see the thing is here that they need to find their own and they did you know they said they could have said like you know what let's channel raw once a year they could have done that they could have said 
screw this, let's go twice a day like they did at the beginning. And Ra, you know, Ra would never say, hey, you contact me, I'm out, I don't want to serve you. Because they don't even have the idea that you have to be something, which is something that is going to come into um, into relevance as the questions go by, especially the, ne the next question, which is full of, of meaning for the metaphysical student. And the seeker of the one, again, I cannot stress that enough, the seeker of the one. He who wants to become one in this incarnation with everything. That view is uh, is present in the next question or the next discussion. So, yeah, Ra cannot say, you know what, she's almost dead, so let's not inter... That would be interfering with their free will. Their free will is to contact them and because they made themselves available for service, they need to answer it. They need to answer the call. That's what they do. They are in service to us. So once they offer their service, they cannot say no. Um, I mean, they can say no if they know that that's going to infringe on uh, free will or, um, yeah, mostly that. Anything else, they're just happy actually to give information. So, yeah, that's why they, they always say it's a function of your free will. They do understand their concern about health, carnal of living. And of course, for them, it's, um, it's important for them to be alive because they want to be of service, see? So, well, that's why they give suggestions and say, just pay attention to her physical being and her well-being in general. So yeah, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this uh, session with the next question that Don makes here. It's actually a statement and then a question. He says, the primary reason that we consider it important to have this session today is that I might not be around for a while. And I had a pressing question about what happened Sunday night when apparently the instrument was slipping into a trance state during one of the normal meetings. And I would like to question you on this. Can you give me information about what happened? Ra being Ra says, we can. Don being Don says, would you tell me what happened in that case? And Ra explains, we have instructed this instrument to refrain from calling us unless it is within this set of circumscribed circumstances. In the event of which you speak, this instrument was asked a question which pertained to what you have been calling the raw material. This instrument was providing the voice for our brothers and sisters of the wisdom density known to you as Latwi. Some people pronounce Latwi. I pronounce Latwi. I don't know, it sounds French to me. Sounds exquisite, sounds Beautiful. I don't know. Latouille. Anyhow, why am I making a pause? Let me give you some context here. So, what is LNL research? Back in 1954, I'm kidding. Uh, the short story is that LNL research was and is still a center for 
researching these channeling contacts, which was very prevalent in the 50s and 60s. Now, how do they do this? Well, it's a long story, but the short version of that is that Don Elkins decided to develop this um, investigation onto people who said, we can channel. Then there is the Brown Book, um, which is the source of all these channelings and how they performed it, and it's a whole story, but the point is that they performed channeling in a conscious state. This conscious state was simply what they continue to do, actually, in LNL research, Jim, Austin, Trish, Gary, and others, um, mostly them, is that they're conscious they enter in this state of meditation and they speak the words that come to their mind and those are the words of the confederation. Um, far from me to give a whole uh, speech and description of what is happening and the rest, my point is to point out that this channeling is done in a conscious state. In this conscious state, you are aware of the thoughts, the words that you're speaking, uh, but you don't consider the words yours. And uh, I don't have experience as a channeler. I've never really uh, been interested in channeling, maybe in the future. Right now, I, I simply don't find it interesting. Uh, so I'm not sure um, you know, how this feels. I guess you know, you're in a state of uh, you're present, of course, but you know that the words that are being uh, told to you are not yours. You know, even the language changes. <laughs> so, okay, the point of my my whole description here is that they have been doing this for years, and then suddenly in 1981, January 15, if I remember the date correctly, they somehow channeled Ra, and that's what started the the, the, the Ra contact. Now, I'm not sure if this was in a trance state. I think this was still in the conscious state. I don't have information on that. But after that, trans, um, Carla entered a trance state, which meant that she was completely out and she, she wasn't aware of everything that was happening. Now, why is this important? Because it's the only channeling that we have in this state that require Carla to be completely out of body. And so Ra could use the full resources to give this precise information. So it's no coincidence that the most illuminated material that we have, channel material, of course, comes from a source of the highest possible density in which we can be spoken uh, from and I mean, we can we can validate, and we have been validating everything uh, here over time. Um, and also in a trance state where the person, quote unquote, uh, was not present. So information like this was able to be channeled. Now, what happened here? Carlos channeling consciously Latui, which is somebody or. Uh, an entity, a social memory complex of fifth density, that's why Ron calls them brothers and sisters of the wisdom density, that's fifth density. 
So they have been channeling this uh, entity, Latui, for quite some time already. And when, when the channeling was going through, one of the questions was, as Ra says, um, in the event of which you speak, the instrument was asked a question which pertained to what you have been calling the raw material. And this instrument was providing the voice. Okay, so with that context in mind, let's read what else Ra has to say. Remember, Carla was conscious. She was channeling Latui, just like she did on any other session except the, the raw material where she entered this trance state. And this is what happened. Ra says, this instrument thought to itself, I do not know this answer. I wish I were channeling Ra. The ones of Latui found themselves in the position of being approached by the Orion entity, which seeks to be serviced in its own way. The instrument began to prepare for Ra contact. Latui knew that if this was completed, the Orion entity would have an opportunity which Latui wished to avoid. Now. Uh, the story continues, and we'll get to that. First, I just noticed that I made a grammatical error in the quotes because I put quotes within quotes. I apologize for that. I'm usually aware of this when I use the single quote <laughs> within the quotes. Um, I have a orthographic master, slave master, <laughs> I should call him. He's always reading my uh, my slides in Spanish, and he's always telling me all my my mistakes and my errors. <laughs> so I'm usually overly aware of um, typos and things like that, mostly in the Spanish version, because I've been doing translations of the raw contact as part of my project too with analytical research, and I've been making so many mistakes. Uh, nothing big, but just, you know, uh, punctuations and things like that that need to be corrected. Anyhow, I don't know what I'm saying, why I'm saying this, but my point is that, uh, okay, so yes, let's go to uh, what happened. So Carla thought to herself, hmm, I don't know this answer. I wish I was channeling Ra, right? And so Latui was actually with Carla and they found themselves in the position of being approached by the Orion entity, which said, hey, hey uh, can we do our thing? And that's what Ra says, seeks to be a servant in its own way. The instrument began to prepare for Ra contacts. That's Carla. She started slipping into trance state. And Latwi knew that if she would slip into the trance state, the Orion entity would have an opportunity which Latwi wished to avoid. So what was this opportunity? Ah. Ra says, it is fortunate for this instrument, firstly, that Latwi is of fifth density and able to deal with that particular vibratory complex which the Orion entity was manifesting. And secondly, that there were those in the support group at that time which sent great amounts of support to the instrument in this crux. Thus, what occurred was that was the ones of Latwi never let go of this instrument, although this came perilously close to breaking the way of confusion. It continued to hold its connection with the mind-body-spirit complex of the instrument 
and to generate information through it even as the instrument began to, to slip out of its physical vehicle. So, so far what is happening is that Carla is wanting to get into this trance state by the unconscious desire to be of service through the voice of Ra. So she's saying, just by the simple thought, I wish I was channeling Ra, this desire, this wish started to slip, uh, to make her slip out of her body into the trance state, Latouille knowing that if that happened, the Orion entity would have done what they wanted, which is something that Latouille didn't want it to happen, and we'll see what that was. But Carla um, was kept, let's say, conscious by Latouille by continued talking. So they, Latouille just kept talking, and Carla, of course, continued talking. And yeah, that's what kept um, Carla from, from slipping out of body. We will see what would happen, which is something that I need to get my own spin to, because people get freaked out by this. Um, and you know me, I have to give my own spin. It's my view of things anyways. So, okay, Ross says that it was fortunate that Latouille of Fifth Density uh, was able to deal with the Orion group or the Orion entity at this time. And also that the support group that were around Carla was giving enough energy and support to, to Carla. So yeah, let's finish up what Ross said. Um, continue to hold its connection with the mind better. Okay, so I cover that the last part. What they say is the act of continued communication caused the entity to be unable to grasp the instrument's mind-body-spirit complex and after but a small measure of your space-time, Latouille recovered the now completely amalgamated instrument and gave it continued communication to steady it during the transition back into integration. So, uh, first off, the, the entity that they talk about at the beginning is the Orion entity. When they say the act of continued communication by Latouille caused the entity, the Orion entity, to be unable to grasp the instrument's mind-body-spirit complex and after but a small measure of your space-time, Latouille recovered the now completely amalgamated instrument and gave it continued communication to steady it during the transition back into integration. All of this is basically describing the process in which Latouille, now that um, Orion Group failed, or Orion Entity failed to grab the mind-body-spirit complex of Carla and take it away, then um, she started getting back into her, her body or her instrument and that is the amalgamated instrument, and then gave it continued communication. Latouille continued to talk to Carla to steady it during the transition back into integration. I suppose that is the integration of returning from the desire of wishing to contact with Ra to answer the question and slip it into trance. So um, let's see what the Orion entity wanted here, because this is just the story of what was happening. But in question six, Don says, could you tell me what the plan of the fifth density negatively oriented entity was and how it would have accomplished it and what the results would have been if it had worked? 
Ra says the plan which is ongoing was to take the mind-body-spirit complex while it was separated from its yellow body physical complex shell to then place this mind-body-spirit complex within the negative portions of your time space. The shell would then become that of the unknowing, unconscious entity and could be, shall we say, worked upon to cause malfunction which would end in coma and then in what you call the death of the body. So, uh, important point here, if they would have grabbed, I'm going to say, you see, I have a problem here, so I hope you can navigate with me this. I say Carla, instrument, mind-body-spirit complex, an entity. All four things pointing out to the same thing. So, how do I use these words? <laughs> okay. Um, Let's call the entity everything that is Carla mind body spirit complex and instruments. Yeah, let's call the instruments simply the uh, the function of all of this. The mind body spirit complex that which is in evolution. And what do I have left? Carla. Well, Carla is just Carla. <laughs> it's our perception of all of this as a human. But. Um, Okay, so the Orion group wanted to take the mind-body-spirit complex, right? That's the only thing that really exists. There is no soul, there is no... Um, uh, as, a, as a separate portion, I'm saying, there is no soul, there is no Carla, there is no instrument in and of itself. You see, there's only the mind-body-spirit complex. Okay, so they wanted to take that and separate it from the yellow body physical complex. That would be Carla as we know her. You know, the body that she she had, the genetic recycling of her DNA and all of this that creates the physical appearance. That's what they call the physical um, complex shell, the yellow body. Okay, so separating the mind-body-spirit complex from this, and then placing the mind-body-spirit complex in the negative portions of time-space of our time space, okay? So, um, the shell would then be, would then become that of the unknown, unconscious entity. See, the entity would become unconscious, simply not being there. That would be uh, worked upon, I suppose, by the negative entities to cause the coma, just like they worked on her renal uh, system to, be, uh, to distort her and get her sick. Well, in the same way, the negative entity would have worked to be, to make her um, enter into a coma and then finally death. So this is how they would have actually achieved the maximum service, negative service, to kill Carla, basically, and to take her mind-body-spirit complex into negative time space. Ah, the spooky part begins. So this is basically what's happening so far. Let's continue reading. Ross says, at this point, the higher self of the instrument would have the choice of leaving the mind-body-spirit complex in negative sp we correct, time-space, or of allowing incarnation in space-time of equivalent vibration and polarity distortions. Thus, this entity would become a negatively polarized entity without the advantage of native negative polarization it would find a long path to the creator under these circumstances. 
although the path would inevitably end well. Okay, so. Um, let's see. Okay, there's more to this as Don continues to ask. Um, okay, so what did Ra say here? They say, at this point, the higher self of the instrument would have the choice of leaving. Well, what's happening here? Uh, Don asked, you know, what would have happened, etc. The mind-body theory complex. Now, here's where I, I want to give my spin. You see, people usually associate like Carla, the appearance of Carla, this ego self that is projected outside, which we see as, a, as an entity which we we fall in love with you know this illusion of self this illusion illusion of shell let me put it that way huh so people to me wrongly assume that the personality which is a persona goes with the mind body spirit complex see to me this kind of violates the understanding that we are one with our higher self and to believe that there is this mind-body-spirit complex with a personality. And again, you know, this is where, please, this is my speculation, take what resonates and discard whatever doesn't. But I believe that the mind-body-spirit complex is an instrument in which the creator is known itself. Now, the closest thing to the creator is the higher self, which experiences itself as the mind-body-spirit complex. But the mind-body-spirit complex within the illusion of third density creates the persona, thanks to the veil of forgetting. This persona seems to have a separate identity. This is what we call the ego self. This is what we become enamored with, with ourselves and with other selves. So my, uh, my clarification here is that we we kind of romanticize because we're humans, you know, that Carla would be that mind-body-spirit complex. The higher self, the true self, Atman, if you will, that higher self is the one who is experiencing everything. Now, remember, the higher self is at the mid-stages of sixth density, which means no polarity, doesn't care. Now, it does want the mind-body-spirit complex to evolve back to source. That's the purpose of the higher self. But you see, this is the guiding force to me everywhere. Is your guiding force here? This to me is this interpretation, I mean, of saying that, oh, poor Carla, she would have been into negative uh, time space and then incarnated into uh, space time and all of this. I understand. I don't wish to sound insensitive. But in the grand scheme of things, like Ra says, although the path would inevitably end well, yes, it would find a long path to the Creator. So what? That's okay. You see, what I'm trying to, to give is the perception of non-duality here, that it doesn't matter what happens. Everything is always well. I know people would say, oh, how dare you say that, you know, poor, mind-body-spirit complex to go into negative time space. Why? Why is that negative? Why is that bad? Why is that a problem? Are you rejecting a part of the creation? I don't know. Maybe sit with that and you know, see what are your fears. 
Is it that you project yourself as a persona, be a negative and you can't stand that? Well, maybe that's something you need to integrate. You see, um, I'm trying to dissipate the illusion that, oh, we should all go through the positive path. Those who are in the negative path are just simply deluding themselves. Yes, it's true. They're deluding themselves into thinking they're separate, but that is the creator. There's a higher self that is allowing all of this to happen. So be it. You see? So um, I will take away all of the uh, humanized um, emotions into the tragedy that people talk about of Carla. Uh, going, I mean, the only tragedy is from the human perspective of saying Carla would have died. And you know what? That would have been a tragedy for the channeling of information and all of this. So you see, I'm not negating all of that, but I'm simply giving the perception, the perspective of non-dual views that everything is always well. Do not fear. This is why neither Ra, and I would dare say that not even Carla fear this. She continued uh, fearlessly and fiercely to the contact. And she continued to do conscious channeling and the rest. So, you know, why would this create a sort of fear in us? I don't know, but I wish to dissipate it. That is my point. So again, Ra is describing as, you know, you see, and again, take it from Ra's words, don't take it from me. At this point, when the mind-body-spirit complex is in negative time space, well, the higher self um, of the instrument would have the choice of leaving the mind-body-spirit complex in negative time space. They actually had to correct themselves there because they were about to say space-time. Or of allowing incarnation in space-time of equivalent vibration and polarity distortions. We'll discover this, what this means in the next questions. Thus, this entity would become a negatively polarized entity without the advantage of native negative polarization. You see, here in this um, sentence is probably where we fear it. See, oh my God, she would have become negatively polarized. That's okay. She would have become a negatively polarized entity uh, without the, na the, advan the native advantage of uh, negative polarization. Um, that would only mean that, as Ra says, this would be a long path to the creator, but it would end well. So long, short, it doesn't matter. There is no space, there is no time, all ends well. Um, so yes, I... I do not think this would be a tragedy in the grand scheme of things. I think for us humans, it would certainly be a tragedy. Just like, you know, somebody dying is always a tragedy. But we know, see, we have the perspective of saying, oh, it doesn't matter, it's a transformation. You know, let me go back to my face. Because that's an important point of view. You see how we have a double interpretation? We can accept and admit that it's a tragedy for somebody to die for the human level who wishes to enjoy more somebody's life. But inside, we know that it's fine. It's a transformation. And we always say, well, he or she is in a better place now. Cool. See? And why is it a tragedy if we're saying that they're in a better place now? Cognitive dissonance there that needs to be sort of resolved in our minds. And that is exactly what I'm trying to offer with my interpretation, saying that it would end well. Just like Ross says at least seeing it from that perspective. So it's not insensitive, I think. Now, question seven. Don says, 
then you're saying that if this fifth density negative entity is successful in its attempts to transfer the mind-body-spirit complex, when that complex is in what we call the trans state to negatively polarize time-space, then the higher self has no choice but to allow incarnation in negatively polarized space-time. Is that correct? Ra says, this is incorrect. The higher self could allow the mind-body-spirit complex to remain in time-space. However, it is unlikely that the higher self would do so indefinitely due to its distortion towards the belief that the function of the mind-body-spirit complex is to experience and learn from other selves, thus experiencing the creator. A highly polarized positive mind-body-spirit complex surrounded by negative portions of time-space, that red asterisk there is because there was a mistake that was corrected later. Um, so I'll reread this. A highly polarized positive mind-body-spirit complex surrounded by negative portions of, of time-space will experience only darkness. For, like the magnet, there is no, shall we say, lightness. Thus, a barrier is automatically formed. It's interesting. This answer is uh, it's really interesting. So Don is saying, you know, it's inevitable, right? He called it... Um, Fifth and see it's attempt to transfer. Uh, the higher self has no choice. Uh, that is what Ron says is incorrect. It's not that it doesn't have any choice. It's just that it's the <laughs> it's the um, hey you want the mind body spirit complex to return to source right so. Uh, I would say that, yeah, it has no choice. I mean, it has the choice of leaving. I think Ra is being Ra here by saying, because this was happening, okay? The higher self realizes that once the, uh, the mind-body-spirit complex, which is positive, polarized, is taken out of by free will. Very important to say that she would not have been kidnapped per se. She would have been uh, seduce into the dark side. How about that? She would have been seduced into the dark side and taken away by her own free will by saying, "Yeah, come, let's check, check, let's check this. This is um, this is good stuff here." And you go by your own naivety and free will, and suddenly you're surrounded by negative time space. Now here's where the choice of the higher self which again is the only entity that really exists and the higher self is just a repository of the totality of the mind-body-spirit beingness, if that makes sense to you, which is seven density, uh, unity with all that there is. So again, even the higher self can be considered an entity as, as a repository. Just like you, and this is a great analogy for this, uh, this seemingly separate um, Jivatman, which is the self incarnated here, higher self and the totality beingness, which is, you know, unity with everything. You are not your thoughts. However, your thoughts describe you, you see? So we are not the body, yet our body describes us. Well, that's simple to understand, right? You're not your thoughts, but they describe you. You're not your body, but your body describes you period. And that's the higher self. You know, the higher self is not uh, the true self. It's actually more than that. 
but it's the repository that describes the self. I mean, into higher densities of of understanding. This is just the view of unity or the beginnings of you of view of unity. Um, so the higher self doesn't describe you. Um, I'm sorry, it's not you, but it does describe you. You see, and that description is the path to totality. That's why all everything ends inevitably in unity. So when you when you see it this way, then you you cannot ascribe an identity to the mind-body-spirit complex. It's an instrument for the creator to experience itself. Higher self, a repository of memories, understandings, plans, positive, um, not positive, but all possible connections to the one. That is what the, the, the higher self is. And then the totality beingness is just the one that is, like I have described, you know, in the event horizon between unity and creation. So it's that side of the creator that is actually creating everything and is guiding everything to its source without uh, taking away from taking away free will. I hope this is understandable. I think at this point in the raw material, all of this vocabulary should be familiar to you at least. Uh, I'm sorry if I threw so many words <laughs> of this beautiful philosophy of the law of one, but that's how I can describe all of this. And again, if you see what I'm trying to attempt here is to collapse this idea that we are something and that we are becoming something else. No, we are everything that there is experiencing itself as a minute portion of itself <laughs> if that makes sense so anyhow i hope i hope that made sense okay so the higher self could allow the mind body spirit complex to remain in time space but it is unlikely that the higher self would do so indefinitely because it wants uh it knows that the function of the mind body spirit complex is to experience and learn from other selves you see, so it cannot remain in time space. It wouldn't evolve. You need to incarnate again. You need to um, come again into existence so you can deal with other selves. That's why Ra says that a highly polarized, positive mind-body-spirit complex, check how they don't say entity. They don't say person, of course. They don't say instrument. They say mind-body-spirit complex. When you get into the depths of what mind-body-spirit complex means, it's simply a collection of energies that are present in time-space for manifestation and use by the Creator to know itself. So there is only the Creator knowing itself through these instruments, which we, at the backbone of it, is the mind-body-spirit complex. So this mind-body-spirit complex surrounded by negative portions of space-time, it's like um, you know, a positive charge particle around a sea of negatively polarized particle. Well, what would happen? You would repel everything. You would cause this, you know, uh, you, have to, <laughs> you have to incarnate as a negatively polarized entity for you to finally get out of the sea of confusion that is the negative time space. Let me repeat that. Negative time space is, and I say this with all property, a confused energy arrangement of the creator. Because for you to get out of negatively polarized um, time space, you need to realize that you are 
the creator and the creator is non-polarized <laughs> so you have to give up all the contraction of being negative and having an identity so you let go and you allow this to flow and then no positive no negatives but yeah that's what's happening and yes uh, it's beautiful this last part when they say that it will experience only darkness for like the magnet there is no likeness thus a barrier is automatically formed this barrier i i visualize it as being a sort of electromagnetic field around the mind body spirit complex that repels everything that is around it so you cannot learn from other selves guess what you're not even approached by positive beings because you can't do anything there so your chance and i'm saying you're like you're going to be the mind body spirits plan for evolution is to merge into the sea of confusion that is negative time space and thrive therefrom. Okay, let's go into question eight. Don says, let me be sure that I understood you. Is the is that darkness experienced in negative space time or in negative time space? So this is the correction that you see me show you here in the red dots or asterisk asterisk where it says space time because yeah you're not surrounded by space time but by time space and Ross says negative time space they correct themselves Don says incarnation in negative spice is spice not so spicy <laughs> incarnation in negative space time then in a condition like that would result in incarnation into which density level four let us take as an example the instrument ross says <clears throat> uh, no the answer to the square violates the first distortion i'll explain why question 10 don says okay let's not take the instrument this is don the wise by the way <laughs> let's not take the instrument then as an example let's say that this was done to a wanderer of six density if this answer violates the first distortion, which it doesn't, then don't answer. Don didn't say that for those who are just listening and not watching the slide. The, uh, you know, which it doesn't, that was me. So let me reread it for, for the sake of completeness. Um, Don says, if this answer violates the first distortion, don't answer it. But let's say a six density wanderer had this happen and went into negative time space. Would that be a six density negative time space? And would that be a six density negative time space? And would he incarnate into six density negative space time? Uh, question is so well formulated. I love it. Ross says, your assumption is correct. The strength of the polarization would be matched as far as possible in some positive six density wonders. The approximation would not quite be complete due to the paucity of negative six density energy fields of the equivalent strength. So important point here. Okay, so first Don wants to know, uh, how is this incarnation in space-time? Uh, is it a function of the mind-body-spirit complex polarity, strength of polarity? And Ra says, um, yes, it would. Well, first they say, we cannot answer that. And the reason why they cannot answer it is because uh, that would reveal uh, Carla's, say, um, 
polarity, say, or not polarity, but uh, origin, right? Um, yeah, because Don is asking specifically, would this result in incarnation in which density level for Carla, for the instrument? And so Ra can, can say, well, into sixth density. Oops, she's from sixth density. You know, you can't do that. So that's why uh, Don being very clever, he said, well, let's not take the instrument, but let's say a negative, because, you know, free will is preserved. You think you still have the confusion as to, is Carla from fifth or sixth density? See, so Ra answered without breaking free will. This is so precise. I love this. You know, if you read the raw material and you don't appreciate this, um, as being the elements within the material that you know speaks of its purity, the precision and the perfection in which they never repeat information but expand on it, and they also don't take any chances into um, infringing upon free will. That's just beautiful. So, I don't know. I enjoy this type of stuff here. Hope you do too. So, yeah, what would happen if it was sixth density and it was taken into negative uh, time space? So, Ra says that, yes, your assumption is correct that it would be taken to sixth density time space. In some positive sixth density wonders, the approximation would not quite be complete due to paucity of negative six density energy fields of the equivalent strength. Um, I don't know if this is, a, I don't think this is answered. I do have a question that I don't know if I have an answer for. Yeah, I don't think so. So this is the part that is interesting if you want to ponder on this. Maybe I'll, I'll figure it out as I speak about it. Ross says that, okay, so let's take the visualization. Uh, let's, let's take the example of the sixth density wanderer who comes here, is highly polarized positively, right? And it goes into um, negative time space. It's, uh, it's taken out of negative, uh, it's taken out of this incarnation into negative time space. In negative time space, they they need to incarnate into space time. That's what Don is describing here in the question, right? He says, "Would that would that be a six density negative time space?" And he would incarnate into six density negative space time. And Ross says, "Yes, they would have to incarnate in space time, negative space time." of sixth density. The strength of the polarization would be matched as far as possible. The strength of the polarization would be matched as far as possible. In this case, why? Because you see, something happens in sixth density. You ready for this? I hope so. This is another speculation of mine. So again, take it with a, with a grain of salt. But I believe the following. You see, let's take that there are seven densities, as we know. The seven densities have their ways of evolution. Now, spiritual evolution starts in third density. This is because it's when the spirit is provided to the mind-body complex. 
So at this point, third density allows the spirit to evolve. Within the third density, we have seven subdensities, which we call chakras or energy centers. You see, it's curious that we have to open the heart at some point or close it completely to go into fourth density. Okay? You should know all of this. So this is not something that is new to you. So you open the heart. Let's take the positive path. You open the heart and you say, I am one with everything. I This is illumination, so-called enlightenment. And, you know, you just open your heart and you don't need anything else. You just need to open your heart. You don't need to develop. You can if you want, but you don't need to develop fifth sixth chakra energy centers and so on they're helpful and they're part of the whole spiritual triad of green blue indigo but it's not necessary just opening your heart allows this to flow up there and you don't have to uh, work so much in that let's put it that way okay so as you do this you go into four density four density guess what you have seven densities again or seven sub densities now, at some point, you need to open the heart again, which is automatic, I assume. But then you find that you need to work on your blue energy center. Okay. So you work with that. And then you move into fifth density. In fifth density, guess what? You incarnate with another seven sub-densities, which are called energy centers. And you have to work on those, refine those, to move into sixth density. Now, in sixth density, in, in, in each... In each density, opening of the heart means something. Or let's say the energy that flows through the heart, the green energy center, means something. Different from the other densities. Yes? So the beaming of this light is different. The understanding of this light is different. Now let's take what Ra has said about sixth density evolution. Sixth density evolution allows for you to, once again, have seven energy centers. These seven energy centers allow for the negative entity graduated from fifth to sixth density to be in negative time space and incarnate in negative space time. However, you see the key point of sixth density is that as you move through your own energy centers, because you, you have a new body now, sixth density, as a negative entity, you have a new body in sixth density. And you say, well, this is awesome. I finally graduated into this new level of sixth density negative. What would I do to enhance my power over others? You clearly go through the three energy centers, lower energy centers, and then you get to the heart. You see, for you to advance to seventh density, you have to finally see the heart for what sixth density provides. What is this heart? unity of all that there is you cannot keep advancing without not realizing this and this is why Ra to me they say well at this point the negative entity has no choice but to merge with everything that there is because the heart now is saying there's no polarity there's nothing else you can do within polarity and so the negative entity says well okay for me to keep advancing it's not that the negative entity becomes positive is that it loses all its polarity just like the positive ones lose all polarity. So you have to work from within certain range before becoming one with everything. 
Why am I mentioning this? Because <laughs> that's all implicit here. If you read, when Ra says, your assumption is correct that the entity would need to incarnate into space-time uh, negative six density. The strength of the polarization would be matched as far as possible. Matched by what? By space-time. Because the strength, and this is why they say, in some positive six density wanderers, this to me means that some six density wanderers have already opened their hearts and everything. They have developed their energy center so much that the approximation would not be quite would not quite be complete due to the paucity of negative six density energy fields of the equivalent strength, meaning that six density negative energy fields are very positive means uh um, lack, few, um, scarcity. Uh, there's just not much negative six density energy fields that can sustain this positive wonder. You see, so there is an. Uh, it's kind of difficult for this for some of these six density wonders to actually get into space time because of the strength of their polarization. So something needs to happen there. What happens? I don't know, but I know this has to do with this the strength of the polarization due to the openness of the six density wonder that once it's moved into negative time space, it needs to compromise itself basically um, into whatever it is that is available to continue its evolution. Just go back to unity basically. So I think I will read one more question and we'll leave it at this because we're up on time at least on my end. And so let's go to question 11. Is there is the reason that this could be done, the fact that the Wanderer's mind-body-spirit complex extracted in what we call the trans state, leaving the third density physical, in this state the Wanderer does not have the full capability or capability to magically defend itself. Is this correct? Ra says, in the case of this instrument, this is correct. This is also correct when applied almost without exception to those instruments working in trance which have not consciously experienced magical training in time space in the, shall we say, present incarnation. The entities of your density capable of magical defense in this situation are extremely rare. So, yeah, good way to end this, um, this first part. So what's Don's question? That the reason why this would happen is because the mind-body-spirit complex or the instrument was not trained enough uh, with magical means to defend itself from this attraction, to shield itself from the luring from the negative entity into time-space negative. And so Ron says, yes, this is correct only in the case of this instrument. This is also correct when applied without exception to those instruments working in trends. Yes, definitely. So anybody who is working within uh, a trend state for channeling information, then they will, um, they have, you know, th this opens uh, a can of worms that I probably should have opened <laughs> in another uh, video, but, um, it's interesting when Ross says at the end, the entities of your density capable of magical defense in this situation are extremely rare. 
Why? Because this training is not something you find in school or college or, you know, an academia that is out there. This is, we don't explore this stuff. You know, that's all weird for, for the modern, modern men and women. It's all weird. So we don't explore this. So, well, guess what? You know, we, we don't get trained on this, so we don't know how to how to work in a trend state. And this also happens without exception, as Ross says, to those who obviously don't have experience in magical training, which is the vast majority of people. I mean, the vast majority of people, 99.9% maybe of the population. I don't know. But um, this also opens the question about channeling information when you're not even uh, healed, when you're not a crystallized being and how much of that information can you see Carla at least to if you put any credits into the raw material Ross said that Carla was pretty much crystallized in her lower energy centers so uh, that does validate a lot not even the raw material but her conscious channelings which are beautiful by the way and most of these guys channelings are just beautiful but you see uh, I'm referring to the people who, who channel information and unfortunately they get into this, you know, oh, I was channeling information about what's going to happen soon. And very popular people do this, which is mind-boggling to me that they're even students of the Law of One and they do this. Ego, I guess. But yeah, information that is transient and that it's uh, about what's going to happen soon and all of this nonsense or any transient information really is so yes that is the state of the channelers in our modern era unfortunately the vast majority of them so uh, use your discernment some people actually get hooked on this of well you know this person is channeling you know what's going to happen to the financial system soon <laughs> okay good luck with that have fun um, that's not something the positive beings would care about. That's not even remotely close to what they care. It's all unnecessary. So that's it. That's the end of this video. And we'll continue with the next eight questions that are left in this, um, in this session. Conclusions. So, a couple of things that came out of this are, first, the, that perception, again, which I know it needs a lot of metaphysical jargon to describe, for those who love this stuff, you know, for those who are into light bodies and negative forces and Orion group and confederation and so on, I actually entertain, as you may see, a lot of this because I enjoy this metaphysical view of reality insofar as it's related to the raw material. Why? Because I continue to see it as the most valuable source of information that we have to measure everything else that we find out there as metaphysical information. Yes, does that make sense? I hope it does. Because that's just my point of view. You don't have to share it. But I believe that the raw material has 
in itself a pristine presentation which is not to mean that I mean even the most um, even those in, at LNL research tell you please don't believe everything that the raw material says you see I believe that too there are many questions that um, when you revisit them you say hmm there's something here <laughs> that doesn't click with me you know and I've said it through several sessions I'm not um, I'm not saying that the whole material is perfect nothing is thank God otherwise this would be a weird world so yeah this material has some questionable uh, mostly in session eight if you if you don't mind me saying uh, question eight is it's kind of questionable in some senses so um, and I know some of you may be saying what what are you saying the elite doesn't exist the secret government no that's all completely true at least from my point of view it's it's uh, it would be surprising that it doesn't exist it just makes no sense that this society is run this way without having an elite that is you know planning all this nonsensical stuff that we see uh, oh just by chance you know we have the pandemic and so on uh, okay <laughs> well that's possible I guess but I don't think the possibility probability vortices of that are remotely close to the possibility probability vortices of them being you know planned so in any case my point is not getting into that but into saying that for those who entertain this raw material um, there is a view which is non-dual this is what I call the mystic path of the loaf one which is really what it was meant to be not to be confused to oh this is the material for exposing this and that or which I, I have to be honest I I have even friends who are so caught up in these energy defenses like it's so ridiculous to me that we're extrapolating the the war that we don't like here on planet earth because it's hurting children and animals and people adults I mean in general um, but yet you know a war in time space hell yeah uh, sign me up because I am not this body I am this light body who has a flaming sword and it's going to kill all these negative entities get rid of them pestering entities you know it sounds ridiculous to me because you are given all the information here if you entertain this type of material I repeat you get all the information here to know that you are the creator meaning that you are everything that is happening so why would you even care about conflict in other densities and so on there's so much to talk about this but I see uh, in people that I know this uh, perfect panic that exists in guard your energy the astral projections that I did show me this and show me that visions of the future visions of this and it's just um, it's entertaining I guess it's fun but it doesn't speak to the mystical aspect of reality and that's what I'm interested in believe it or not uh, this is why I say if you believe into any of this raw material otherwise why would you be here uh, but you don't have to all you have to do is check within your own experience and that experience tells you who you are 
that is the non-dual path which is what i follow and i take the opportunity to say i have been doing this raw material i'll put this part of the conclusion and you who are my um loving followers because for, for you to be with me after this many sessions you have to love this so thank you for loving it um but yeah i i have been doing this for a couple of years i'll continue to do it until the end of course and continue to feed this channel as much as possible but i have to say that i'm um i'm at the point where i need to continue to give this teaching that i have and given the lack of popularity of my channel at the present moment i um the best ways i've found is to create courses i created a course on the direct path some of you may be familiar some of you are already taking it and i appreciate that because one you believe in me two it helps me financially that's the point where i'm at right now i need to continue to do this and I wish to continue to do it, unless the universe tells me stop because you have no money and you have to go and do something else, then I'll do it. Uh, but if you support me, at least take a consideration into the links in the description. Uh, also, because I'm trying to get away from the just simply donations and I can work with you. I have a link in the description if you wanna work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I've been doing this with my Spanish audience too, which is bigger, but not, you know, nothing huge. And I've been doing this and I feel really awesome. I've actually been doing it with a couple of you who have contacted me. I love doing this. I love guiding you through this whole metaphysical jargon into the non-dual aspect of reality, which is either seen here in the raw material or in conjunction with non-duality as we know it, Advaita Vedanta which is my speciality, if you will. It's what I love talking about. That's why I have this other series, which is less popular than Love of One, which is non-dual teachings. But this is what I enjoy doing. So anyway, um, what I'm saying is, take a look at the description, see if you can support this. I have Patreon too. I don't know what to do with Patreon, to be honest, uh, but it's a way for you to support me. I appreciate you people who do it as well um and that's it that's all i have to say so thank you thank you for just watching the video uh even that helps with the very little money that youtube gives me from the ads that i just started adding uh here but that's it i have nothing else to say but thank you for taking this trip with me again for an hour and change i've um nothing but appreciation for this life that i continue to live I have nothing else to say, but I'll see you in part two of session 68.